Hi, Facebook. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. So we're about to go live in about uh, two minutes. So let me see how to invite someone into the live. Is this it? That's it. Let's see. I'm going to see. Hello, beautiful. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm well. It's almost 9.30, right? What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking... You ready to be disappointed? <laughs> yes. I'm going to sell it. I'm drinking water. Oh, well, I've got you. I've got I'm some four... I've got some Four Roses single barrel whiskey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Cheers. Cheers, Thank right? You, Stephanie, Stephanie, Terry, awesome. Did she get to watch Did that? friend Stephanie Millsdale? Yeah. Yeah, she, she sent me this kid named Terrence. Oh my God, Evidence Pro. Very, very good kid. Oh, nice. Yay, he's Stephanie. Like a millennial kid. He's really good. Oh, wow. Really good. She's a, that Stephanie's awesome. I've known her for years. We used to work together. And we've just managed to keep a um, friendship since then. She's a good lady. So, yes, yeah, she is. So, are we ready? It's 930? Yep, yep, yep. Coming in right now. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Yeah. Hi there. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. I'm coming live on the radio and also Facebook Live and Periscope. So thank you guys for joining me tonight. We're going to have an awesome time. I think I just completely forgot to pull my format up. So I'm just going to wing it from what I think it is. And I'll look for it at the same time. But I know first off, since Pour It Up was playing, I get to celebrate. I have three celebrations from last week. I have many celebrations, but we can definitely go with three. Tonight, I'm drinking Four Roses Single Barrel Whiskey. Yum, yum. If you haven't tried a bourbon whiskey, then you've got to get on it because it's straight yummy. Just a little bit of ice, and sometimes I'll do some a little orange in it. But tonight, I just have the whiskey. So cheers. So my three celebrations tonight. The first one is that um, I told you guys that, not in Radio Land, but on Facebook, I told you guys that I get to go to San Diego in June <clears throat> for a conference, a Cisco Live conference. I'm going to the IT management um, portion of it, and I got my schedule. So I'm so turned about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I was able to register for some things that were important to me, like mental health of your employees, and also storytelling. Believe that. Believe it, right? That that's going to be an option at uh, the conference this year. So I'll get to do that. The conference is from June 9th through the 14th. And of course, I'm going to stay a couple of more days to hang out and play because I haven't spent any time in San Diego. So I'm all for that. 
Yay, yay, look at all those hearts. I'm loving it. Thank you. So um, that's gonna that's one celebration. The other celebration is that last week, the numbers for the show was about 25,000. So we're growing every week. We're adding about 1,000, 1,500 people, which is really good because it's a brand new show. I'm new to this. I'm learning. So that's a big deal. Also, my third celebration, I forgot what my third celebration was. Um, let's see. It, I'm, it was something amazing, I'm sure. Probably had to do with some red lights or something. You guys know I celebrate everything. Oh, here it is. I slept for eight hours, two nights in a row. Yeah, I never sleep that much. I usually sleep for about three. <laughs> I usually sleep like three or four hours, but I literally slept for eight hours, two nights in a row, and that's a big deal for me. The only downside of that is that I've gotten so much sleep in a concentrated time that I probably won't sleep for the next week. But, you know, it balances out, and I had to. I have to get to learn myself that way. Um it started actually when I was in college. I would go days without sleeping. And I'm sure some of you go through the same thing where you just don't sleep, but you sit there and you're miserable because you can't go to sleep. But now I realize it's the universe's kind of message or prodding to me to get up and be great in that time. That's when I'm most fruitful. That's when I just have the best ideas. And I started harnessing that time. So instead of laying around like I can't go to sleep and being miserable, I just pop up and start working. So... If you ever get a text message from me or email. I have some stuff. Um, I'd love for you guys to celebrate with me. Tell me what you're drinking tonight. I said I have Four Roses single barrel. I have it in my Yeti. It's my favorite drinking cup. Mainly because nobody questions me when I go somewhere. No one ever says, what's in your Yeti? So it could be anywhere. And I just take it with me and sip on. So happy Thursday to you guys. Um, next week, we have our guest coming in. Um, well, let me thank last week's guest. His name is Alan Turuela. He was the guy who had the YouTube channel for Confessions of a Writer. Just really neat stories. You have to go on his uh, YouTube to watch them. Just great stories. He just get you in a YouTube and, I mean, get you in an Uber, not in a YouTube. <laughs> he gets you in an Uber and he'll ask, can I interview you? And then you go through an interview process. I did it as soon as I wrote my book. I happened to get in his car and I got to talk about it. It made me, it was literally the first time that I've ever said, I'm an author, right? That was the first time I'd ever said that. And I was almost embarrassed to say it because I had only written one book. But I was, in fact, an author, so it helped me kind of build that kind of sense of self in that new um, endeavor for me. Next week, we have um, a guest. Her name is Nicole Asunyonian Amayeli Lanier. <laughs> I love trying to say her name. She's going to tell me I butchered it. But she's a numerologist and also a sexologist, so she's going to be on the show next week. Um, I met her at an event and she read my numbers and she, I felt like she was reading me, like she was inside of me telling me about myself. So hopefully, yay, mom, drinking coconut rum. Hey, mommy. So hopefully when um, she comes on the show, she can do a couple of numbers for you guys in her time. I'll ask because that is a service she charges for. So I'm not asking her to give it away. I'm already asking us, her to grace us with her presence. 
Um, I may do a bedtime story tonight. I may not. I may just talk about something a little personal. I've been feeling like I want to share a little bit about myself um, to maybe help some people get over some hurdles and kind of understand where they are. Because it's, you know, it's hard understanding who you are and why you are. So I wanted to share a little bit about um, me in that aspect. Uh, last week for the bedtime story, we finished up Courage, and it was really sexy about character this awesome guy at a club and they spent some time together in um in the back of his car in the parking lot and uh, they saw fireworks together awesome story you can find it i read it word for word out of my book the virtues of joy is that me making that noise i read it word for word out of my book the virtues of joy and um you can find that on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, even my website, JoyceLynnWells.com. You can read another story on there, or you can order the books, and I can autograph it and send it to you. So that would be awesome. I'd love to do that for you guys. Um, so that's it with that. Also, this week, before we go to break, I think we have a few minutes for that. My Facebook post of the week is um, there's a guy who's sitting in i'm getting some feedback i think can you hear that david some feedback i don't know where it's going. i'm not getting any feedback at all you're not you're hearing anything so it must be me so um anyway my facebook post of the week and you guys have probably seen it because it's been out for a couple of days now it's a guy sitting like on a beach but it's really like in the he's probably like a foot deep in the water and he's got a drink in his hand and the caption says i don't know what this guy is going through but i can guarantee it involves a woman <laughs> i thought to me that's so funny because we always see men in such a calm exterior but on the inside they're just as tumultuous as us they just don't express that emotional side of it so and that's funny to me, and it kind of put things in perspective. And I'm going to talk about this when we come back from break. But one thing I know about myself is that I'm a lot. I say that all the time, especially when I was dating a lot. I would tell men, I'm a lot. And they're like, oh, no, you're not, you know. But when you, when someone, when you are aware of who you are and someone's dealing with you, they think they got it. They think they understand it. And then they realize, holy shit, she is a lot. She's much more than I can handle. Like, But they don't want to tell you you're more than they can handle. What they want to do is kind of pull you into a box where they're comfortable to make you less you. And we don't do that, right? We're, you know, I'm grown up. I'm almost 50. There's not even a box for me. My box is a foundation. It doesn't have any walls on it. So I can be anywhere, anytime, do what I want to do. That's me. So that's, I just think about that. If the guy that's sitting in the water trying to figure the woman out, think if he just let go, stop trying to control it, stop trying to make her something, he'd probably feel much better in that situation. He'd be smiling and cheers, you know, he'd be celebrating some momentous occasion in his week. So you can always find what I talk about on my Facebook page, which is Joycelyn Wells, and also my Instagram, which is Joycelyn and I have a Joy Exposed website that you can go to and you can see these past um, weeks of um, broadcast, which this is our fourth week. So that's a celebration, right, David? So four whole weeks we've had. Um, I'm really pleased with it, looking very forward to what's coming up. And um, any of the things we talk about, you can see them in other places. You can also contact me as well. 
next this month may we have a full month of just amazing people coming up right we have i told you nicole's coming she's the numerologist we have a Gigi coming she runs a spiritual awareness event where she has almost a kind of self-awareness retreat for women she's a very powerful woman i've been in her presence before both of them so that's phenomenal we have a local artist from atlanta that's going to be on the show so we have a month fully packed of guests coming in this month, which will be great. On tonight, we were supposed to have um, a rapper by the name of Skinny C. He's out of Atlanta. He's out of Atlanta. And he was going to come on. But when we started talking and kind of reminiscing of how we met and when we met, he decided he wanted to come when I was in studio and not remote. So we rescheduled him for the beginning of June. And that's when Skinny C will come in and he'll share some music with us and what he knows about the underground. He's from Atlanta. He's on the rap scene. I met him at the Outcast at last concert. I mean, so that was what, five years ago? So that I hope this kind of helps you guys to see that when I meet people, they kind of embed in me. Like there's no chance meetings on my part. Like I never meet anyone by mistake. There has to be a connection. There has to be something more. So Skinny C will be with us in June instead of tonight. And then tonight, I'm going to talk about some issues that touch all of us, some mental health and depression issues and just stuff that I've dealt with. Many of you have already seen my video on depression, and you know that I'm very open about who I am and why I am. So just I'm hoping to start a dialogue of talking about mental health positive mental health because it's a lot we don't talk about it in the house right something happens in the house it's don't tell anybody pretend it doesn't happen and then you get to be an adult and you realize you're fucked up because of it and nobody wants to talk about it because it was 30 years ago right we still have to get it out we've got to get to a mental place of understanding and awareness so that we can move forward so we're going to talk about that when we get back from the break and um as I said, you can always find me on Instagram, Facebook Live. You're already here. Periscope uh, to watch the videos. And um, we're going to get ready to go to break. So thank you guys so much for laughing with me about our Facebook post of the week. I'll see you guys in about three minutes. And thanks for joining. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. Cheers. <laughs> Hey, so I found out I found out a new thing about white women and black women and black men and black and white men. What did what you, you know find out? Making your ass clap. Oh Lord, I get the clubs. We did a we did some research in the loop of dark. The ass clapping thing that yeah. has definitely stood with one race. <laughs> oh, absolutely, it is. But I mean, Black it's culturally, people. it's a. But it's culturally, it's not as simple as ass clapping. It's not as simple as that. It's cu culturally, it's a part of a um, meditation dance. So it's not something new. It's just that it's it's creative. It's beautiful, and it has been. It's not anything new. I promise yeah, you, I, whatever we were trying to do was not beautiful. What'd you say? It was, it was whatever we were trying to do. We were, we were drinking, of course, and there was a girl there that said, I could make it clap. This girl had it like way about 110 wet. 
Oh yeah, no. You're not making nothing clap. I can no, clap better. No, she's not clapping. I got up and I stood up and I tried to make clap. Somebody else stood up. All these men in white, black. We have we have all nationalities there of men trying to teach this one skin how to make her ass clap. Oh it, no, it you can't. Do you, do you know who taught me how to make my ass clap? My mom. No. I'm hey hey. Guess guess what? Guess what? It's real. Like it's real. This is a. It is a talent. It is a. It is almost a sensual yeah. hypnotizing talent to have. So you don't just up and do it. It's got to be given to you, baby. This just doesn't happen. So good for you guys for trying, but that that's not how it works. <laughs> What'd you say? I wasn't what? going out not trying. I had to. Alcohol. <laughs> no, good for you for trying. It's definitely a, um, it's definitely something to try. Oh, get okay, my mom. She says I'm gonna get it. I know. I tell all those guys out there, don't do it. All of my guys. Guy, no, the, the men are gonna try to do it. Not the men. Now we have some. Wait, we have some men that are some queens that are uh, gay men of uh, queens. They can do it now. Uh, you got to give mad props to the community. They can really shut that thing down, baby. So, yeah, you got to get that's where you get a props. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> Hey there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. We just had the most awesome conversation off the air, but it was on Facebook. So if you're listening, if you're looking on Facebook, you got to hear it. <laughs> anyway, so we just had a great conversation about being in control of your body as much as you can make it respond the way you want to for entertainment purposes, right? entertainment and seduction purposes. So you have to go back and look at the Facebook Live to know what we're talking about. Either way, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. We're going to move along. We talked, you know, we did our regular cheers at the beginning. We celebrated some things. I'm drinking four roses. Yum, yum, yum. And I made a comment earlier about being a lot. And I know a lot of women go through this because it's who we have to be in the time that we have to be. We don't have a choice in being mom, daughter, sister, friend, wife or girlfriend, or wife and girlfriend, whatever your roles you're choosing. And we get to be a lot. We manage a lot. And I think, um, I forgot who said the quote, but if you want to get something done, give it to a busy woman, right? Because a busy woman will knock it right out and keep it moving. So I had to figure out from years ago of being in a relationship for years and I was married for a long time but even before that I had to try to figure out who I was and a lot of times people are really uncomfortable when you talk about finding yourself or understanding because then they start thinking you're loopy or you ought to just settle for something else which wasn't the case for me I was really young when I felt different right I was really young when I felt like I didn't fit, fit in with the crowd I tried to fit in with the crowd I was 
I just didn't, right? So, and I talked about it in my books that I spent so much time reading. Like I had a job when at like 13 or 14 and I used to join those book clubs. My mom remembers, I used to always have books delivered to the house. She would always drop me off at the library and I could spend hours at the library just reading, 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 reading. But I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about people and I'm still a reader. So that's how I started to learn about who I am. But when I got comfortable enough saying I'm a lot, it made me comfortable with the fact say, with the fact that I am a lot. And also that that's how I was designed. I dated this guy one time, we were having a conversation and he used to always try to make me feel like I wasn't smart or I was just regular. He used to say, most women this or most women that. And one day I just like snapped the fuck out. Like I'm not most women. Like I work hard every day to be, to stand above the crowd and you want to glump me with most women. And that was the first time I ever felt really, I got angry before I would try to be like most women. Well, I shouldn't do this because most women don't do this. Or I shouldn't because then I was just like, fuck it, this is who I am, right? This is me. This is what I felt compelled to do. This is what I'm doing. And then I think the last time he said something to me was kind of like, you think you're so smart, don't you? And I just looked at him and I was like, yeah. I study a lot. I learn a lot. You don't think you're smart. Is that the problem that you don't feel smart? And I realized I have to, I was in a relationship where I had to battle being myself, comfortable being with myself. Now, the part of that that's the problem is that I've always had an amazing man in my life, always had an amazing man in my life from what I can remember outside of my dad, who is an amazing man in his own right, but one that paid attention to only me, like I was his child. And it was my uncle. My uncle always, always answered my questions. He always answered the questions. He always had the conversation. If he was doing something and I wanted to know, he would walk me step by step by step. From I remember changing the oil on his car. I think it was a Nova, a Dodge Nova or, um, mom, what kind of car did Uncle William have? Was it a Nova? It was blue. And, but I remember helping him to change the oil. And then he got me, my mom ordered after that a set of books to do basic mechanics on cars. So from 11, 12, I haven't been afraid of doing something to a car. I, if something happened, I'd figure it out. Like that's, but that's me aware of my own way of doing things. A maverick, thanks mom, it was a maverick. And I remember working on the car with him. I remember having the conversations. So he was the man that I was comfortable enough to go with to explain that I just didn't fit in. And he was like, forget that, you're fine. You don't try to fit in, that's not what you're supposed to do. You be yourself and you be comfortable with it. And you know, he said it enough times that I would always go back to that conversation, but it didn't change the fact that I didn't fit in with anyone else. I didn't fit in with where my husband was. After I got divorced, I didn't fit in with dating. Like those are things that I didn't, but I was always trying to be what, some, what I thought somebody wanted. And then I started being myself and I realized I can go a whole week and sleep for about eight hours over the course of the week. I can drive eight hours and party eight hours and drive home eight hours. I cannot sleep. My mom always would tell me, sit down somewhere, go take yourself a nap. You're doing too much. She would tell me, she might tell me that now. I know you haven't had any sleep. But once I realized what I was capable of, then I became more comfortable with saying, hey, you don't want to date me. I'm alive. You know, you don't want to date me, I'm a lot. 
And then men would be like, yeah, I do. You're good. You're a lot of fun. Yeah, I know I'm fun, but I turn up. I turn up. I work hard. I make my money. I go and I don't go under anybody else's watch. And it doesn't take a lot of people a long time, even not just men, women too, to realize you're not a person that they can hang out with. They realize that quickly. They're like, damn, she is really too much. Like, but it's not like they're saying you're too much. I want to be cool too. They're saying you're too much. Can you be less? Can you do less? Can you do this the way I want you to do it? Not accepting who you are. And that's, that's a big deal because it stops you. Because I've said this before. I probably say it every week. The ultimate, the ultimate goal is to be of God's purpose. Now, if you're not on your path, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to collect the tools that you need to get to where you need to be, you won't be of purpose. How disappointing will God be when he come for you and say, hey, little girl, I'm ready. And you're like, oh, I ain't ready yet because such and such wanted me to do less. Nah, that's not how that works, right? So you have to make sure that you're being who you are. So when I say to someone, I'm a lot, they need to understand it up, straight up because I don't play. I don't play. Even right now, I've got my own business that I'm rocking in a couple of different areas. I've got another job that I work for somebody else to try to help some children. So I've got stuff I do all the time. I literally could work every minute of the day, but I don't because I know that there's time built in for me to rest. So knowing I'm a lot and being in relationships is a big deal because I'm the common denominator in all the relationships that I considered that weren't good for me. I was the common denominator. I can't talk about my ex-husband. He wasn't wah, 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 wah. It ain't him. The guy I dated after that, wah, 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 wah. It ain't him. It's me. If I'm honest with me, those issues go away with the men that come or the people, men and women that come to me. They go away if I'm true to myself. When I'm not being true to myself, then they'll stick around and become almost a virus for me, sickening for me, not because they ask me to do it, because I'm doing it because I think they want, I want, they want me to, or they're going to love me more because of it. It's not how that works. You have to be true to yourself. Now, I found out I was a lot when I realized that I could work and party and get up and go back to work and not miss a beat and still be amazing. I was like, damn, this is what's up. But then I realized also that at some point, I had to decide if I was beautiful or not. What does it take for me to be beautiful? Am I wearing makeup or am I not? But guess what? If you look at the women in my family, none of us really wear makeup. Nobody ever did. My mom throws on a red lipstick when she's going out and some mascara, and that's what I do. And I think my youngest, my oldest daughter probably wears more makeup, but at 25, no, probably not that age, probably more 17, 18. I did too. But when you look at yourself and you can be grateful for God's gifts of who you are and what you're looking like, you don't need to add the extra. I'm not adding anything. This is it. I was running late. I was like, I'm going to throw on the tank top and put my hair back and voila, here I am, Facebook. Ta-da! This is what I got. But guess what? I can look at myself and love what I see and I know that I'm beautiful, right? I don't need someone to tell me that. Some days I'm not as beautiful as others. Some days my mouth sucks. Some days my thoughts sucks. And as soon as they start, blah, I'm just flipping around like, okay, I shouldn't be in this space. I've got to do something different. That's, that's when I have to get it together. So I had to learn what it was for me to be a lot, to, 
to accept that I've been given many gifts, right? And that's where I am now. So we're going to get ready to go to break. Yes. And I'll be back. I want to talk to you about some relationships that I've had and what I have and even one that I'm getting to now that I'm having to deal with my a lot in a brand new relationship. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. I'll see you guys in a few. Mwah. Yes, Brian sees a lot too. What'd you say? I gotta be more careful in this window. I can't get caught singing and stuff. I'm, I mean, I'm in. Yeah, now. that's what you got to. Yeah, you gotta get caught you are, singing. You're, 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 kidding, you're killing it. You really are. You're doing very well. Thank you, Stephanie. Do you know your show significantly got about 1,500 viewers a week? What did you say my show's doing? Your show's going up about 1,500 viewers a week. I mean. That's awesome. I want it to. I love it. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm getting more comfortable, so I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. I mean, look at the people. You're pulling tons of people in. I know that's good. They my babies. I love them. I love my Facebook. I've met some amazing people. I've said that before. I've met some of the best people on Facebook. Like seriously, if I travel to a new city and I say I'm gonna be here, let's go to dinner. We just connect and just have dinner. Just we've yeah. had baby showers and you even notice some of my students that I used to teach years ago are on here and they're making comments because they have families now, and they're gr they're grown. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, the little babies. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it like like a reconfirmation that you did it right? Yeah, yeah. Everything just mm -hmm. reminds me that because when now now that I focus on being of my purpose, everything else just kind of goes away. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit when we come back too. But yeah, I just go away. Oh my gosh, you can see my nip. Let me put my hands up. <laughs> I did not see your nipple. I see your nipple. I like that. I was telling. I was at work, and my boss was like, "I didn't think you were coming back next year." I was like, "I don't know why I talk so much. I would tell you. It's not. It wouldn't be a secret. I don't keep any secrets. <laughs> I don't keep any secrets. I'm not making the money yet, so I'm here." Absolutely. That's so cool. So Yay, basically Kimmy. what I'm doing, every time somebody comes in, I'm welcoming them and thanking them for your show. That's what I'm doing. I'm thank you so yeah. much. And I'm trying to wave if I see it too. So thank you so much. I appreciate right. it. When you, wave, yeah, when you wave, that gives me the access to talk to them so I can thank them for watching oh, the show. Yay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. This is way better. Yeah, that's this perfect. Way better this way. Way better. Oh, Good, good, good. Oh well, good. I'm glad yeah, we do it. Left. We did it this way. One more minute. Okay. So when um, we come back in, I'm going to talk about some relationships, just to kind of. Um, and I started talking about it a few minutes ago, but we're going to talk about relationships a little bit. My um, sister's calling in for growing up, Joycelyn. So I'll have to make sure she knows to uh, call into the station and not um, to my cell phone. 
So I'll I'll get that message across. Or mom, tell mom tell when is that? At not at ten thirty. Okay. What time is it? Yeah, ten thirty. Come in right now. Yeah. The mom tell Destiny to call into um the station and not my cell phone. Hello, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. So we've just been talking, right? We've been talking about being a lot and being okay with being a lot and not trying to get comfortable in somebody else's box, right? You are who you are and uh, you just have to do it. You can't become somebody something because it takes away from your purpose, why you're even chosen to be here. So we, um, now I'm gonna talk to you about some relationships and they're not about the relationships per se, it's about me and the relationships. Because one of the things that I figured out is that whenever I'm talking about a situation, I have to talk from an eye perspective. I can't say what somebody else is or isn't doing. I can only say what I'm doing, right? That's the fair way to have a conversation. You can't point at somebody and say, you're not this. You have to literally say, I'm in this and I'm doing this and it feels like this to me. That's the only way that you can get resolved to what's going on. So as I said before we left for the break, in relationships, I was the common denominator. Now, I will go down fighting and kicking saying I was a great wife. I will go and say I was a great wife, I was a great mother, and I did, I can give you a list of things that I did, but ultimately, at the end of it, I was miserable. Now, I gotta take credit for being miserable too, because at some point in there, I stopped taking care of me, and maybe I was taking care of everybody else too much. I'm not supposed to be miserable, right? I'm not supposed to think I'm to be suicidal. I'm not supposed to think about death. I'm not supposed to think about hurting myself. Those aren't healthy thoughts, but that's where I was. Now, if I was sitting around waiting for somebody to come rescue me out of this, then I was wasting my fucking time. I was. Nobody's coming to rescue me. Guess what? Because everybody was too busy taking care of themselves. I wasn't taking care of me. I was taking care of them, right? And no one was taking care of me. The goal is self-preservation. You have to take care of yourself. So my favorite relationship with the man is with my uncle. I love him hands down. He's a brilliant man. And I mean, he's a brilliant, like he can talk about anything. And I don't care if you talked about the war of 1912 he can have a whole conversation or the stock market or anything he is brilliant and not only is he brilliant he's fair and the best piece of advice he ever gave me was if you do the right thing you never have to question if you did the right thing your goal is to do the right thing that way you don't lie you're straight up and it might be painful to be straight up because you're guessing at what the other person is going to say that's minimizing to say the least of the person you're dealing with because you're making a decision on their behalf. The truth works so well. <laughs> you tell the truth, it's out there, and next they either have to deal with it or not. Or you say yes, or you say no, and it's dealt with or not. But you've done your part, you've separated from it. So my uncle really kind of set, uh, set the standard for me on what a man is supposed to be. And that's really weird because it's my uncle, but I always thought I wanted someone smart like my uncle. 
which led me to my husband, my ex-husband. He was really smart. I give it to him hands down. He's a brilliant mind. And I thought that was wonderful because that's at the time that I thought that about my uncle, I only gave him credit for being smart because that's what I was young. He was smart. My ex-husband was smart, but he wasn't everything that the other things that I like, the accepting, the open, the adventurous, the I don't know, free spirited almost, the quench, you never quench your knowledge, right? It wasn't that. Those were things that I was attracted to, but I didn't know until I knew, until I got older. And that's how you have to give yourself credit for stuff. As you, got, as you get older, everything becomes a lesson. The next relationship, now think of it, my uncle's been around my whole life, my whole life. The next relationship that I was in that even mirrors or makes me as comfortable as when I'm with my uncle is the relationship that I'm in right now. And this person is just somebody that loves me as I am. And they're intuitive. And they respond to things that I say without me saying them. Like, for example, this sign behind me. And I talked about this last week. The last time I broadcast from here, I had a red sheet behind me, a red curtain. That was my backdrop was behind me. I talked about it. I've got to get a sign. Well, this person, we didn't have a conversation. Next thing you know, I see them and they have this sign for me. You see it? Joy exposed. My radio handle, the phone number, my web address. That's the kind of thing that when people are into you and they want you to be great and they're paying attention to you, that's what they do. They just do it. You don't ask for it. They don't want to thank you. They're paying enough attention to you that they want you to grow and be great. This is a great man in my life, right? And I want to keep him. I'm going to keep him. I want to be pleasing to him, but I also have to be pleasing to myself. I can only be pleasing in as much as I am to myself. I can't please anybody beyond what I can do for myself, right? I can be myself. They'll be pleased with the fact that I'm being myself and they want to love me and they want to be with me. Another thing that happened the same time is that I have a computer that I was using, a Dell computer, and I've had it for two years since, right since I started writing, I got a new computer then, and it's gotten really slow, but I've grown a lot. The applications that I use on my computer have grown a lot. I use Photoshop, I use Canva, I've got clients I'm managing, I'm doing, like, I've got a bunch of stuff happening, my computer is growing. I ask, hey, can you look at my computer? It's moving really slow. Can I get, uh, will you look at it to see if I can take anything off? Reverse the signs for Facebook. Okay. Can I look at it to, uh, can you look at my computer to see if you can get it to run faster? Take some stuff off of it. He says, okay, I'll look at it. That's it. When he came to see me, I was sitting on the couch, minding my own business, watching TV with my Yeti, of course. He says, here, I got you something. A computer, a new computer, a MacBook. That's it. I didn't ask for it. He mentioned, I said months ago, I'm going to get a MacBook. I even talked about my son getting a MacBook. And he just gave it to me. He's like, here, this should help. You shouldn't have to spend all that stuff you have going on. You shouldn't have to spend all that time waiting for it to do this and this and this. I said, well, just look at my computer. He said, no, it's no need to. And that was it. He didn't want anything, right? So those are people in your life that you know love you. Those are people who want to take care of you. Even when I started my radio show and I said to Stephanie, hey, Stephanie, can you try to make these shirts for me? And she's like, I haven't made anything like this before, but I'll try. And she made shirts for me. 
boom, those are people who want to love you, who want to see you grow, that you keep around because they're a part of your path. They're a part of your purpose. Now, being in relationships is tricky because not only do you have to trust yourself in them, you have to trust the other person in the relationship, which brings me to, is that a caller? Oh, which brings which brings me to David, the producer, right? He and I have started a relationship, a business relationship, but because of the way that we share, it's business and personal. And you know what that means? You know what that means for me? I have to trust myself and I have to trust David in the relationship. I'm a firecracker. I said it before, I'm a lot. I ask a lot of questions. Okay, I ask a lot of questions and I wanna know what's going on. And people who deal with me, they have to figure out how to deal with me too. Hang on just a second, I think we got a question. Do we have a question? Awesome. Hi caller, it's Joyce Wynn Wells with Joy Exposed. What's going on? Hi, Matt. Hey, hey uncle. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. You're gonna make me cry. Thank you so much. I was just talking about you. Did you hear? I heard it. Oh yeah, I was just talking about you. That's right. I didn't tell anybody you called me Nat. <laughs> but when he called me Nat, I weighed about forty pounds. Now he didn't call me. <laughs> now we got to call me something else. <laughs> Thank you. So I am grown up now. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. So that's my uncle, right? So you guys, the funny. Yeah. So the funny thing about it is that I'm getting my, my mom and my uncle are just so in there. My mom sent me a message earlier and was like, are you ready? When we come back, I'll tell you guys about a struggle that I had just kind of stepping out on my own with my mom and my uncle because I was doing something against, kind of against the grain. But the thing is that I, you, if you're consistent in what you're doing, then the people around you will see the growth in you. They'll see that you're where you're supposed to be and they'll love you and they'll support you. And that's exactly where I am with my mom who was, I think she was more terrified for me. Remember, cause I wrote a book that was filled with sex, right? And I sent it to her like, here mom, I wrote a book, read it. And I emailed it to my uncle, I wrote a book, read it. And they read it and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> what it's all sex and i was like but it's great right and they're looking at me like you've lost your mind but you know i just kind of stayed true to me and i felt like i was where i was supposed to be right so as i was saying before you're on your path you're moving forward all the things fall into place it's joycelyn wells with joy exposed on bfam 109.6 and we'll be back right after these messages Mwah. cheers <laughs> I love that he called. That's awesome.
Yay. I'm just going to tell you, I knew who that was as soon as he said hello to me. <laughs> You're like... He goes, I don't want to be a bother, but I, I just want to speak to her for a minute. This is Uncle. <laughs> I hello. Yay. I love him. He's, um, he's amazing. He had an uncle voice. Yeah. He is. Oh, I did. Thank you so much. So do you see Wilhelmina Hampton Smith? She's a producer. She's actually going to work, uh, produce my uh, movie short for my book. So we have a script. She's approved it. And she's finishing with school. We're going to make a whole movie about the virtues of joy. So if we can mess around and get enough funding, Wilhelmina, we're going to do a whole movie, right? We're doing a movie movie. <laughs> Some people give me a script. By the way, I finished the first book. You finished it? <laughs> Yay. You can read that book, and I'm just going to tell you like it is. People don't know. I'm keeping it with DC. I don't have a filter. There's no way you can read that book in one night, girl. Okay. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. It's so hot. Oh, oh my. But you, but you know that's the thing about the book is like, and I that's I started calling it like emotionally erotic because it's not just erotic; it's really just an experience, an emotional experience, right? And people have a people think, oh, it's about sex, and then you read it and you're like, well, no, it's something else. It's something more than that. So, um, but it was really just truly a gift to me. I'm about halfway finished with the third set of virtues right now. Awesome. So that should be coming out um, by the I end mean, of the summer. In my opinion, it is sex, but it's sex up here. Yeah. Sex up yeah. here. Yeah. Because you can read it, and then I can lay down. I close my eyes and put anybody I want to. And that's <laughs> it. It's so real. It's just it's really good writing. Right. Well, thank you so much. And that was one of the things about the character. There's no descriptive of the character. Like, the character is more of an energy of joy. Anybody takes on what it is and they can become it. Anybody is joy in reading that book. They become that, right? So, so easy. Yeah. It's very easy. Okay, come back in. Okay. Look at me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm in my space. Hi, it's Joyce Glenn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. I was grooving to that. <laughs> she was gone. She was ready to like, yes. oh, yeah, If I could sing, I would have been singing. <laughs> so, well, everybody when we left i was talking about the importance of trusting people that you're entering a relationship with and my most recent relationship is the talk show right and so i'm building this dynamic relationship with the producer david and that requires a lot yeah so he's in the little window this week that requires a lot and i have to kind of back up because i haven't had to necessarily trust somebody it took me some time last week to even remember that this role that this role that I have with him, he's not my boss. 
we're in a partnership and that's new for me because I've always worked for people. So starting my own business and now being in this relationship, I have to treat it and I have to be trusting of who he is, which means I have to really kind of make sure that I'm trusting my own space. That means a lot. So those are three significant male relationships that I have. Now, I've known men, of course, and they're probably watching saying, what about me? I've known men, but to the extent of what I've known them is the extent of what it was, right? It doesn't mean I don't know them. It doesn't mean that we didn't have a relationship. It just means that when I think about people that I trust, when I think about people that'll come get me out of jail, when I think about people that's gonna make sure that I'm safe, those are the people that are going to come get me. So there are three men that are going to come get me out of jail. Now I got some girlfriends that have some men that are going to come get me out of jail too. But those are the three with my direct calls that are going to take care of me that I'm not able to feel any fear with. And that's where I am with David is getting to a place that I'm comfortable with what I'm saying. I'm comfortable with decisions that I'm making. I'm comfortable with having the conversation with him and that takes some time and it, it i didn't say i wasn't i couldn't get mad at david like i said before i gotta look at everything from my own perspective right it's got to come from me so that i know how to deal with it so i know how to deal with me and i know how to respond so when i'm having these moments and i talk to my uncle or i talk to my faceless love that's what i call him that's how i keep him real when I talk to them and I'm having a problem, they know. They By the time I talk about it, I've thought about it a hundred times. And they're ready to talk through the scenarios with me. And it takes some time, right? And they, my uncle will say, okay, hang on, let me put this up. Or I'm finishing this. Or my faceless love will say, let me call you back in two minutes. I'm working on something. I'll call you right back. They know that whatever it is requires an undivided attention because that's how detailed I get in what I'm doing. That's how... That's how I get about the things where I put myself because I know that I'm on my path to being a purpose. So I really don't have a lot of time to waste. So it took some time to get to this. Now I'm going to talk to you and you guys have probably seen this already. I did a video on depression called I Am Depression on YouTube. And all of this ties in together because when you're in this depressive state, you can't function and everybody around you wants you to just bounce out of it. And everybody wants you to do something for them, and you can't. So when you get bogged down in somebody else's ideas of you, or you don't even have any ideas about yourself, you end up in this depressive space. Now, a lot of people deal with depression, and they are on medication for it. And I'm not saying don't take medication. What I'm saying is that if you're not taking care of yourself before you take care of anybody else, you're not, it'll be temporary. Your out will be temporary. So whatever, if you want to dance all night and your spouse or your partner doesn't like to dance, you tell them goodbye and you go dance. You set up a dance floor in the middle of the living room and you dance. Whatever it is that you love, you do what you love and you do it until you're exhausted, until you can do it again. But if you're not maintaining and exercising the part of you that puts you to where you need to be, you're not going to get there. So Depression is a big deal for me. I did a lot of things to kind of combat it. I remember, I'm actually writing about it in a book called um, Saving Joy. And this book is really emotional for me that I've only been able to write about half of it because when I'm telling the stories, it's going back into a really tough time for me. And um, I tell a story of when I went to sleep and I had a nightmare 
in my nightmare, I woke, I was waking up thinking there was blood splatter on the wall. And I woke up thinking that I had murdered my family. Like this is what I thought when I woke up. That's the mental space I was in. You know, you have those wigged out damn dreams when your thoughts are all over the place. When you're in a yucky space, your dreams are yucky. I mean, horribly yucky, right? So you have to make sure you tweak what it is you're doing so that your dreams are going to be good for you. I woke up, I thought I had murdered my family and they got three kids. So I had three whole kids and an ex-husband and I woke up searching for them and I, different things that happened at that time of my life, I'm writing about them because I know that there are women that struggle with it. I know that there are women that struggle with trying to figure out how to even get dressed in the morning, how to comb their hair in the morning. Do I want to take a bath? Damn, I don't want to cook again. I hope he doesn't touch me. It's some women that go through that every single day. It's a horrible space to be in. It's much better when you want to be touched and when you want to cook and when you want to take care of your family. That comes from you taking care of yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you, you are suppressing who you are, which leaves you in a depressive space. That's not good. And I talk about it in my YouTube video, very honest. It was the very first video that I made, very honest, very raw. And people look at you and they think, oh, I didn't know you suffer from depression. You look like you have such a good life. And you're like, shut the fuck up. My days suck too. Like what? Like, how am I not supposed to have suck ass days? I do. I have, as a matter of fact, you're adding it to it right now, right? But people expect <laughs> you to not have any problems, but we have them. And to be able to say, leave me alone. I'm having a sucky day. No, I don't want to take you to work. Don't talk to me. Then people think you're being selfish. Well, guess what? Today I'm being selfish. Leave me the fuck alone. That's all I got for you. That's it. Right? Did you say one? So today I'm being selfish. Leave me alone. So we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves in a space that we can take care of other people self-preservation the everybody says this if you've ever flown before the first thing they tell you when you're listening to safety is if the plane starts going down and the oxygen mask drop from the ceiling it doesn't matter how much you love this child next to you if you don't put your mask on first guess what it's a wrap for you you can't help anybody if you got three kids, you might get the first one, but you won't get the second and third one, and you're a wrap. So the first thing that you have to do is put your own air mask on first. You've got to feed yourself. I don't care if that means getting up at 4 a.m., going for a run. I don't care if that means doing yoga. I don't care if it means drinking you a glass of wine before you go to sleep or go into play. I don't care what it means for you to find that balance and that piece of happiness. You've got to do it. That's the only way you can take care of the people around you. And the people around you will come to you and suck the life out of you every chance they get because what the, it's what they know, especially little people. It's what they're taught to do. They go to mom, right? The little people come to you. They're not going to stop coming to you until they're adults. And then they'll come to you less, but they're still going to think they can come to you. You have to put yourself in a position, right, to be able to take care of them and to give. You have to put yourself in a relationship with your husband or your wife that they're giving to you and you're giving to them, not that they're taking from you.
If your spouse is taking from you and they're not putting anything in, get the hell away from them. Sorry, I had to say that out loud. If they're sucking the life out of you and they're not putting in anything, get away from them. Because what's going to happen, they're going to suck the life out of you. You're going to find another life source. You're going to find somebody else to pour in you. And then you're going to be the bad guy because you went outside of your relationship for something else. Meanwhile, they're still happy to suck the life out of you. Get rid of people who do that. Don't let them suck the life out of you. You owe them nothing. And you can only give from your gift. You can't give from a place that's not replenished from the universe. You can't give of something that you don't have unlimited of. You know what I have unlimited of? Advice. <laughs> I can give advice, I can offer help all day long, but I'm very limited money. So if you come to me for money, I can't help you. I could probably send you some lunch money. I, I might be able to pay a bill one time. It's a wrap, don't come back again. I can't help you. I'm telling you, I'm being completely honest. I can't do it. So we'll be back right after this break. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6, cheers. My music is awesome tonight. The music was great, right? Absolutely phenomenal music today. Des Mom, tell Destiny to call in. I hope she's still looking. She is. I talked to her while you were talking. She told her. Okay, good. So my sister's going to call in. She's going to do my growing up, Joycelyn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so Friday, I had somebody call me for the first time. For She says, hey, I want to advertise my business on your show. I'm like, what do you do? She said, well, when I was 16, I started lactating. And I'm 38 now. And I'm like, okay, what does that got to do with me? Hey, I was like, BFAM low 9.6. Hey, this is Destiny Joycelyn's sister. Damn. <laughs> She's hot. She sounds she is hot. hot. <laughs> she is hot. Hey, baby yeah. sister. Yeah. So, anyways, so this lady says, she says I'm, here. I'm like, what does that got to do with radio? She goes, well, I just think it needs to come out. I work from 10 a.m. to like 2 or 5, depends, in Buckhead, Atlanta. And basically, these rich businessmen, they pay her anywhere from 250 to a grand to suckle her with no sex. All I do is drink from her breast milk. She's never had no babies, never pregnant. God, nobody ever asks to go any further. It's all about suckling the breast, and then they go back. Oh, my God. Gone. Did so, you get her number? Did you get her number? I have. Who oh no, knows? She's gonna be on the show on May thirty. There's no way I didn't let her come in. Oh. So so. I was gonna say, got questions. I have so many questions. The one that I want to right now though, eighty thousand dollars. If I gave her top line and said every stop she did was a grand, she said she cleared eighty grand last year. So that's eighty thousand people at some point in three hundred sixty-five days were sucking her boobs. That's over so twenty-seven just, times a day. So they're just sucking, suckling her like for breast. They're just drinking her breast milk. They're drinking her breast milk, and then she Wait. leaves. And she swears that nobody ever says 
Who can I get a little more? Nobody. Not okay. one time. Okay, but hold on. Let me hey. ask you this. Are they suckling the breast without breast? Like, can I can I get a job? <laughs> I mean, are you producing? Like, can I get a job? <laughs> Look at Steven. Steven. Steven's like, yuck. Wow. A, a grand? Man, that's crazy. He said anywhere from 250 to a grand. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, look, I said the same thing. Maybe I'm in the wrong business, right? <laughs> but they're not, just, they're not just sucking her boobs. She lactates on command. She just milks all the time. They're going there to drink her milk. That's, that's it. I, What's the what's the health benefits of that? I've got so many questions. I wanna I wanna get one of the guys on here that actually pays that money to do that. I mean, is there a health benefit? That makes sense, maybe, but still weird. I don't think I I've met a men and they're not gonna say that they go and suckle a woman's breast. Are they having like those are probably men I've dated who's got mama issues. <laughs> that's what I, think too. I feel like all the men that are doing this have some kind of mother issue, and they need to get help before they kill somebody. Oh, my God, Jesus. All right, you got one minute. Sorry to bring you All in right. on that. What's your sister's name again? Destiny. Yeah, sorry about that, Destiny. You kind of got caught on that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Destiny. Uh, We're coming in now? Coming in right now. All right. Let me start. Wait a second. Hang on a second. Wait a second, Destiny. Well, I know. Hang on just a second, honey. Come on in. Come on in. Okay, hi there. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. Before we left for break, I was telling you guys that if you have people around you sucking the life out of you, which is weird because we had an off-camera, an off-air conversation about sucking the life out of you. That's on a totally different thing. But if you have people around you sucking the life out of you, you have literally got to figure out how to cut them off, right? You've got to figure out how to save yourself. Because if you don't save yourself, you won't ever get to be free. You won't get to be free of your thoughts and your words and your actions because people are going to try to hold you back and make you feel obligated to help them, to care for them, and you'll get stuck. And it'll stop you from getting to being of purpose. So watch my video on YouTube on depression and just tell me what you think about it. And you, we all have those depressive moments and we get out of them however we can, right? But we all have them. And you know, they don't have to last forever. Now, as promised, each week I'll have someone, well, for as long as I can take it, uh, a segment called Growing Up Joycelyn, hashtag Growing Up Joycelyn. And this week we have my sister, Destiny. She's my baby sister. We share the same mom. So mom is listening and Destiny's on the phone. And we're going to let Destiny talk and tell us what it's like growing up Joycelyn. Hi, Destiny. Hi. Hi, everybody. Listen, let me start. I want to say this. Joycelyn, you you are so fearless. I mean, you, you're the most fearless person I know. You're, you're so brave. You're not afraid of anything. You're not, you're not afraid to take chances. You're super smart. You're just amazing. And I want you to know that I'm super proud of you. And I love you. I want you to know what? that. Before we get and I was expecting something embarrassing. <laughs> Thank you, Destiny. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, I think you figured this kind of 
Yeah, this is yes. She's my older sister with my mom. So this is I grew up with her. I'm 12 years older than her. Okay, so this is the youngest person that's told a story so far. Well, she's so not as young as she's old. She's older than Joya. Okay. Yeah, she's older right. than Joya. Yeah. Hook us up, then. And yeah, go and Jasmine. She's older than both of them. Yeah. Okay, go Destiny. You know where she is. I control the buttons. <laughs> no, just I some of these times with her. I swear, I the night long. Let me first by saying, I usually don't like to go out, right? Because I'm like, I want to be home in the bed because I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Let me tell you one thing about my sister. You can party with her. You can hit three, four, sometimes five spots, and you still can be home by 10 o'clock. So <laughs> anytime she calls and she's like, let's go out, I'm with it. So <laughs> this one night, a few years ago, we go out. We're on like our third third spot. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to take you somewhere you've never been before. Have you ever been to the trip club? I'm like, no, I haven't, you know, I'm down, let's go. Just trip club if you want to. Um, I don't know, I'm, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what we're close to. With the setup, I should have known then. But I'm like, okay. So we pull up at this building that I'm like, surely this is not the strip club. Look at that. I'm like, okay. She knows, she goes everywhere. She always knows where to go. Well, she knows where the action is. So we park, we get out, we're walking across this gravel parking lot, and I'm like, this cannot be, as much as I hear about strip clubs in Atlanta, this cannot be the strip club. But okay, I'm following her lead, we're walking up to the door, so the security guard is at the door, almost about to fight this woman, so his back is kind of turned to us. So she looks at me and she's like, because we're waiting to pay, mind you, the sign says that it was $2, I think, to get in. So, <laughs> okay, you know, you say it's the strip club, so, okay. So, his back is to us, and she's like, well, let's just run in. And I looked at I looked back at the security guard, and I grabbed her hand. I'm like, come on, let's go. So, we ran in. First of all, there's a lady. She had to be, I'm going to go with, 73, 74. She's standing on the counter um, on the bar in a little red riding hood, costume, <laughs> costume, dancing. And I'm like, where the hell are we? And so we were at the Claremont Lounge. And you exactly. guys, <laughs> and you guys, I'm telling you, you gotta go. And I'm like, I'm so
whether I was disgusted or if I was mad at her. But we had the best time there. And we took we took mom, right? Huh? And we took mom, didn't we? Oh my God, we went back another time and took our mom. You took your mom to the grandma? Yeah. She has a show there where she can take the boobs that are inside that red riding hood thing. She takes them out and she can take them on the outside and smash a beer can. Oh, she yeah. Never, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we saw her. Yeah. She and she's 90? She's 90 now. She's still there. The oh, my God. Atlanta go to yeah. Knows. Yeah. It's, if you haven't been, it's the best place to go. Destiny, so much. Destiny, mom just put to tell the story about the depends. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, uh, this is a whole other, listen, we could be on this phone all night. So we go to this club. What was it called? Backstage, backstage just off old national. Oh, I know that one is too. Backstage, so it's supposed to be an upscale grown-up club, right? So. We're in there, nice yep. looking guys in there. I mean, I, I'm i not thinking that anybody looks super old. It was a nice crowd. So we go to the bathroom. It's a sign up inside the bathroom stall that says, do not flush your depends. <laughs> I'm like, where are you? How do you keep 
It's in both bathrooms, by the way. <laughs> it's in, it's, in, it's in both bathrooms. <laughs> I mean, I can see two worst clubs in Atlanta. <laughs> no, listen. We, <laughs> I redeemed Destiny. I did redeem myself on the strip club. We went to the Blue Flame. <laughs> we went to a real strip club. We went to the blue flame. All right. There you go. Yeah, there we you. did. So, David, about Destiny, she doesn't drink or smoke. Like, she just doesn't. She's like, that's who she is. I don't even force her. Well, we went in there, told this guy it was her first time at the strip club. He gives her, like, a stack of ones. It's like $100, $150 in ones, Destiny. Yeah, he said, he said it was 100 yeah. So, he gave her a stack of ones. And then buys her a bottle of Moet. I'm like, bet. I got the Moet. She got the money. But then she's like, I'm not throwing this money. I'm paying my board bill. <laughs> she starts stuffing the exactly clothes. <laughs> I didn't know the strip club etiquette. You can't. You have to throw the money. You can't do this. You know, I'm like, you think I'm going to throw $100, $100? Is that what you think is about to happen? You have to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Did you throw it? I did. did I did, it? and I was hard, but I did. did it, it was hard, and I'm standing there, and I don't know how she ended up talking to the guy that gave me the money, but I look over, and I see them whispering, talking to each other. And I'm already like, what are they up to? So I'm standing there, because I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I'm looking at her like, what are y'all talking about? Because I'm thinking that she's telling him, you know, my sister's single, you need to talk to her. Well, out of nowhere, the, the one of the strippers comes up to me, and I mean, she's bent over and dancing, and I'm like... she got her leg. Why you <laughs> And she was like, then my sister's laughing, and I can't remember the guy's name, well, he bought you a dance. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> she stand there. Just stand there and let her dance. So I'm like, listen, you're going to have to get your sweaty ass out of my face. Oh. So she turned she around. She didn't tell her that, did you? And we just, we had a full conversation. I was like, oh my God, your teeth are so pretty. We had a full conversation. <laughs> you a strip dance? You, no, the guy you told the stripper that she had two teeth? The guy two teeth. Oh. The guy gave her $100 and brought her a stripper that danced for like 10 songs and the bottle Yeah. So I drank the Moet and she had the money and the dancer. I was chilling. And you didn't want to even take a strip of that away? How about that? No, look, I was like, you can have the drink. I don't I don't want it. We, then we took a picture. I still look at this picture sometimes and crack up laughing because it's a beautiful picture. But then when you look on the floor, it's G-strings all around, dollar bills. <laughs> okay. Look at that picture. Yeah, the blue flame is a very nice picture. <laughs> yeah. 
we had listen Des destiny and i have the best time when we do stuff we just keep going so we are getting ready to go to break this is joycelyn wells with joy exposed on bfam 109.6 thank you guys for being a great audience and i'll be back in just a few minutes Mwah. Can I see you? Oh, okay. I can hear you. So we're almost done with the show. Yeah, we're in break now. Well, we're gonna. We have after this. I have one more. I'm gonna wrap it up with one more segment. Then I'll be done. But thank you so much for calling in. I love you. I love you too. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Destiny. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Love you. Talk to you. Bye, Justin. Okay, bye. 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 She is because she's so she's so open to stuff because she's just so open to stuff, right? So she's just like whatever, and I'm like, okay, let's. I'm gonna push it. I'll push the limits. How much you try to see? <laughs> and are you doing a bedtime story? People are coming out here specifically right at 1045 to get bedtime story. For the bedtime story? Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay. I, I can do that. Andre, Andre uh -huh. is definitely here for your bedtime story. Is he? Oh, good. I know exactly what I'm reading. He's one of my boys in the bowl with on Sunday, and he was talking about your bedtime story with me on Sunday. In the he, he loves it? Oh, your bedtime stories are good, girl. Yes, buy the book, Andre. <clears throat> buy the book. Let's see. All right. Yeah, I got a story. I'll read when we get back. We're not. We got, We're still in a commercial. Okay. A yeah. When we get back. Yeah. It's a minute and eighteen left. Oh, okay. So, um, Destiny, I, Destiny, and I have the absolute best time. Like seriously, she is just like, just. She's always been, my mom and I talked about it. She's always been very protective of everybody, of me. My, when my mom was in the Uber, she talked to me the whole time my mom was in the Uber. Like, she just wanted to make sure she got there. She's always been very protective of everybody. But I think with me, she feels protected. Like, there's, she's going to be taken care of. So she lets go a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, hasn't done very much. But then when you go out with her and she does the stuff with you, she looks like she'd have so much fun. She does. She, and she's amazing. Let me tell you, you know how women go and they get these, they pay for these crazy long weaves. That's how her hair naturally grows, like down her back. Just beautiful hair. Yeah, just amazing. She's this most amazing chocolate skin. Just, just beautiful. And, but she's so. Difference. She's she's so reserved. She's she very reserved. Different. Chocolate or mocha? She's if she's chocolate. Uh, look at you. It, 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 you look. You just ruined. You ruined my plan. No, no. But you. But if you see it, if you see it, you'll love it. Like she's beautiful. I'm. I actually, I'm gonna post that picture that we took at the flame on. Um, I'll put it on my Facebook. But she is. It's a. We did take a great picture. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right, I will. Back I will. Okay, awesome. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> 
there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and you know what time it is. Time for me to put you to bed. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> time for me to put you to bed with a bedtime story. So, as we've done in the past three weeks, we'll read a story. This week, I'll read another, I'll start reading another one of my stories. And then for the month of June, we'll have some authors who's a feature. Well, they'll read some of their stories. We're going to pub some new authors, get them some um, notoriety, I guess, or get them some attention going. And um, remember, my book is The Virtues of Joy. It's by Joycelyn Wells. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and my website. You should see my bookcase. Tons of them on there. I need to sell them. Buy them. All right. <clears throat> so each story, remember, my book is based on a virtue. And it talks about a woman who is experiencing this particular virtue. And so tonight we will read the virtue of generosity. And generosity is the quality of being kind, understanding, and not selfish. This is one of my favorites. Like, literally, I love this one. So <clears throat> let me have a sip real quick. Let's, 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 let's. Todd Van Allen said he's ready. So this is the book, The Virtues of Joy, if you're looking. And remember, this is a painting of me. Actually, next week we'll talk about the paintings, right? And um, I'll tell you a little bit about the front and the back. So the first one and the second one. <clears throat> so this is generosity. I awoke amorous today. As I think about it, it was like most days, though for some reason, it felt slightly different. I'm not talking about the feeling of sexual desire. Nah, that wasn't different. In fact, that feeling is pretty common these days. It is referring to that warm, moist, silky area on that piece of flesh at the vaginal entrance. It's one of my favorite places to touch. It's like taking my pulse when I'm considering pleasuring myself. Well, this morning, I'm still lying in bed contemplating to come or not to come. Not much of a dilemma, I guess, but whatever. It was currently my most pressing issue. As I'm tossing this idea around, I'm using my index finger to transfer the silky feeling from my favorite place to my brain. It's usually during this time that a little alarm sounds to alert my nerves and blood cells that there's going to be a pretty explosive meeting at a nearby area. But not this morning. Every part of my body, including my mind, was relaxed. <clears throat> Though my silky place remained loyal, even in down times, it remains warm, moist, and yes, silky. I guess I'll have to be content with the pleasurable smell, taste, and feeling derived from my finger excursion. I willed myself to get up, so aloud I said, all right, chickie, time to get up, rise and shine. As with any other morning, I have to have some music. Pandora on, blinds open. What a beautiful day. And just like that, I'm ready to start. As I'm leaving the restroom, my phone rings. I already know who it is, one of my best girlfriends, Kendall. She works from home on most days. Her schedule is hella flexible, so we talk often and randomly throughout the day. I answered. After the necessary hellos and health checks, Kendall tells me she's working on something. My curiosity is piqued and I'm listening because we always have a great time. Kendall, so I talked to dude last night. He's talking about picking up some beer and a bushel of oysters. Note, 
Kendall refers to all guys as dude. It's funny because names don't mean anything to her. She's an energy person. So if she enjoys your presence, she'll probably start using a term of endearment like babe. Otherwise, it's dude until she picks up on an energy change or until they go away. Oops, sorry, guys. <clears throat> Me, how much fun is that going to be? Raw oysters? Kendall, no, nah, not raw. So she goes on to talk about the various ways to process and cook oysters. I have her on speakerphone, so as she's talking, I'm going about my daily routine of getting dressed. I said something like, oh, I didn't know that. Kendall continued her thought. Me, hilarious, that'll be great. Kendall, what time are you off? Can you come? There will be other people there. Me, probably around three. But girl, you know it'll take me a couple of hours to get to the Atlanta area, though. But yeah, I'd love to come. Now I have a little more spring in my step. Plans. I love when plans are being made. Kendall, that's perfect because I'm going right after work. We may get there about the same time. Me, do you know if there are going to be any single, do you know if any single men are going to be there? I'm horny as fuck. Kendall, I don't know, but I'm sure if you let someone single or married know that you're trying to hook up, they will hook up. We laugh. Girl, that's the truth. Anyway, when you get there, scan the crowd. Let me know what you see and send me a text. Hell, I may need to turn around. Kendall laughed and said, I got you. We end our call with the be safe and see you later. Then I say, I love you. Now, I'm dancing around my room. I love having plans, something for which to look forward. I mean, you know it's going to be a good time, right? Especially since no one ever plans to have a bad time. And my, my focus changed from getting dressed now to what I'll wear tonight. I laughed to myself. Damn, do I have any clothes in my suitcase to wear to an oyster boil or bake or kickback? I'll figure it out later. Let me get this work day over, singing in my head. I've got plans tonight. Well, by day's end, I've decided that I'm wearing black leggings, short-sleeved ocelot print knit shirt, and black ankle boots. It's my oyster shucking outfit. I hit the road right after work. I was completely turned up in my head singing, ATL, ho, ATL. What the fuck? This traffic. Ugh. ATL. Oh. Ugh. I sent a text. Me. I'm close, chick. Stopping to change clothes and grab beer. Kendall. Cool. Me. How are we looking? Kendall. Come on through. Yes. My girl has given the crowd once over. So hurriedly, I changed clothes, washed my face, reapplied my mascara, and glossed my lips. I looked in the mirror. It's playtime, bitches. I throw myself a kiss and head out into the store. I walk directly to the beer cooler, scanning, looking for my favorite beer. Yes, I select Stella for me and Bud Light for everyone else. I grab a 12-pack of each and head for the checkout counter. Ooh, chocolates. Let me grab a couple. I ask the clerk, how much for these? He replied nonchalantly, 59 cents. I smile because I know he answers the same question at least 100 times a week. I say cool and grab four. Pay for my purchase with my bag on my shoulder, chocolates in my purse, a 12-pack in each hand. I left the store. Playtime, bitches. Once in the car, I drove about 15 more minutes to dude's place. Hmm. I silently thanked my GPS for great directions. I found the apartment without a single hitch. I grabbed my purse, always a crossbody bag. It's one of my little quirks. I need to have my hands free. I retrieved the beer, a package in each hand, and headed for the door. I knocked with my knee. A guy opened the door. I quickly scanned from I quickly scanned the room from the outside, searching for Kendall. Bingo, there she is. I stepped in. 
hey everyone and i looked at the door opener smiled and said thank you kindlin do walked over i raised the beer he said perfect i love bud like i laughed and thought good he took the beer from my hands kindle and i hugged she introduced us. I don't remember his name, but he was good looking. But I didn't have to remember his name because Kendall said, babe, this is Jay. Oh, yeah, she's feeling him. After that intro, his name didn't even matter. I followed him into the kitchen. I'm walking, smiling, saying hi to the other guests, checking, for, checking faces. Who's in this room for me? I'm guessing that there are about 10 people or so. I lost count at seven. There was no reason to count anyone else beyond the number seven. I got his name later, but for now, let's call him Seven. Lucky number seven. We saw each other. I heard Kendall say, Jay, you want a Stella or Tito's? But I kept looking at Seven. I said, give me a second. I'm going to have some chocolate first. I guess she looked to see that Seven and I had each other's attention because she said, oh, okay, well, I'm pouring you a shot of Tito's. I reached into my purse to pull out a chocolate square. I never took my eyes off Seven. I opened the chocolate, held it up, and said to him, would you like to share this with me? His smile was slight. He moved forward to close the space between us. Well, when he was close enough, I took the chocolate square and inserted half in my mouth, my teeth holding it in place to allow his half to stick out. I noticed that he's not much taller than me, a couple or three inches maybe. His skin is the same complexion as this chocolate that's starting to melt against my tongue. It's warm and sweet. I wonder if he tastes the same. He's standing in front of me in my space, and he feels good in it, but he hasn't taken his half of the chocolate. So, of course, I start thinking, is this too much? Should I break it and let him take his share? Well, I lifted my head to alter my view. It was then that he leaned in to get his chocolate. He was waiting, waiting for me to off, lift it to him as an offering. By now, the piece on my tongue was melting and thick, mixing with my saliva. Seven opened his mouth. Instinctively, my eyes closed. I felt his lips touch mine. My expectation was that he would bite his chocolate and step back. I mean, what should I expect of a stranger to whom I've offered to share a piece of chocolate out of my mouth? Well, he bit his piece, but he didn't move. Turns out he wanted my half too. He continued, he must really like chocolate. He licked the chocolate residue from between and on my teeth. I let him have it. He wanted more, so I opened wide and allowed him to get it, all that he could from the depths of my mouth. I didn't tell him I had more chocolate in my purse. I wanted him to continue to explore my mouth looking for more. Ta-da, we're out of time. <laughs> That's the end of our bedtime story tonight, guys. We'll finish up next week. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. Thank you for spending this hour and a half with me. You could have been anywhere with anyone, but you're with me. I am for great. I am forever grateful. Mwah. Good night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yes. Yay! I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, that was a really good spot to do that. <laughs> oh it's such God, a fun story. Good night, you guys. Did you know where you're going to stop? Did you yeah. know where you're where, That was so good. Yeah. I'll call you I know. Okay, bye. Good night, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to share.